0: Live. Greetings, 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 and welcome again to another program. This is Brother Michael Jones, your faithful servant, bringing you this message of encouragement and message of salvation and helping us, each one of us, to do the will of God. And as we come today to bring this message, and we go to our church and our place of worship and as we getting ready to offer it, and we hear this voice come up and say, Will a man rob God? And you will say, How are we robbing you, Father? How are we robbing you, Lord? It say in your tithing and your offering. Yes. And in those days, in Malachi three and ten and also in verse eight, it says that bringing the whole offering, the whole tithing into the storehouse that we have meat plenty, and see if I don't pour you out a blessing from heaven that you would not be able to hold. That is the promise of God, and that promise has brought us forth and brought us through a lot of situations, and that promise that many have held on to. But under the law, this was the exact thing because as we noticed that that Abraham met Melchizedek coming from a battle, and he gave Melchizedek the 10% of the spoils. So that 10th was the tithe, and God honored it. And Melchizedek was Prince of Salem without beginning or end. So we understand and know that tithing was a must in those days. And also... Also with the space of time and the fulfillment of time, the prophets and all those who spoke says that we must we must by all means sacrifice unto the Lord, giving him the first fruit of our labor and the tiding, the tenth, and then God would bless us and he would continually. Surely, bless us. And as he blesses us, we come to learn a new thing, a new era. Then, here comes the Messiah. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who came down from heaven to be with us and in us and to lead and guide us through all of the stuff that we've gone through to bring us out of that sin, that situation, to help us to come closer to God, to redeem us, back to the principles, back to the presence of the true and living God, the Almighty, in a personal relationship that Jesus, who sacrificed, the ultimate sacrifice, gave his life. He gave his blood. it was shed for the remission of our sins, and he died, and he rose again, yet for our redemption so therefore this Jesus now is the new high priest and then coming under a new covenant he's the mediator of the new testament the new covenant of God and by him being the mediator and by him being the intercessor between God and man there was also necessary some changes that was made but yet and still, he said, I didn't come to destroy the law, to get rid, get rid of the law, but I came to fulfill the law. And as he started fulfilling the law and all that he was doing, Jesus the Christ came to make things happen in a better way, a new and better way. Way, so when that new and better way came by. The Pharisees, the Pharisees, was doing things that was unacceptable. Not only were they unacceptable, but they were against the principle of God. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and all of those people were doing things that God was not pleased with, and Jesus was saying to them especially in Matthew 23 and 23. It says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you tithe mint and cumin and have omitted the weightier, which is the more important thing or the, or the better things of the law, which is judgment mercy, and faith. He said, these you ought to have done and not to leave the other undone. So yes, my friends, yes, my brothers and sisters, we do have a situation going here, and that situation is not really a situation. He says that there are some things that we need to do, things that we need to, some principles that we need to take into consideration there are some things that is more important right now, but don't forsake the giving. Don't forsake the tithing. But then Jesus came, in, in the, especially in the gospel, to make known that it's not really that 10% anymore. Because one of the scriptures says that everything that the Father has is mine. That's what Jesus was saying. And everything that is is mine. The Holy Spirit, give it to you. So we have to have that understanding, especially under grace, which is the favor of God, the love of God. And when we understand the favor of God and the love of God, we know now that we do not have to. Now, wait a minute now. We do not have to. It's not a necessary thing as it was under the law that if we didn't do it, the great punishment. We wouldn't be classified as robbing God. But today, today, he brings us a new structure, a new instruction, and that was found in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says that God loves a cheerful giver, yet And he also said that every man with purpose in his heart to let him give that he has made up in his own mind not of necessity or under compulsion. See, under the original rule of Thailand, it was a must thing. We had to bring in the first fruit. We had to bring in all of the time, into the storeroom. We're told today that give, yes, give as you have made up in your mind to give. Give as you have conditioned yourself are to what you expect to give. But he also said, now, don't get this wrong now. As we say, don't get it twisted. He didn't say, uh, like, don't do it, but don't do it out of the sense that, like, you have to. Uh, you, it's, it's a must thing. Because, see, God gave his only begotten Son, and whosoever believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So, therefore, since God gave his Son, we must, by all means, give back. But how can we give to the Lord? How can we give God enough of anything but ourselves, our attention, our devotion, our love? Because he gave us his love. So, therefore, as Jesus came to fulfill the law, he said, love is the fulfilling of the law. So, therefore, under the law that was law, you could give all you want to, but if you didn't have that love, your giving was in vain. Your giving was of nothing, no, no value to it. But this love thing, that come about. He said, as you give, as you're made up in your mind to, and God loves a cheerful giver. See, as unto the Lord with enthusiasm, as unto the Lord, not unto man. See? So now, he said that, when you give, and a lot of people might not understand this or might not want to understand it, but also in Second Corinthians 9, we move on down and we see that God supplies seed for the source and, and all of the, all of the other good things. That, then he also says that out of the generosity of your giving, you glorify God. Yes, you glorify him. Now, that's the between uh, verse 10 and 13. When you put it all together and you really look at it and meditate on it, you will see this, that God is glorified in your generosity. But then he also said that if you sow sparingly, sparingly, you will reap sparingly. See, if you give with your fists closed up and you... uh. Uh, I want to hold back, and you just like, oh well, this is. And you got other things on your mind. You got all of this because there's no love in your heart of of being cheerfully given. Then you're in trouble. You're in trouble. But if you give bountifully, then you'll be blessed bountifully. See, that's it. But don't give. Say that. Well, I'm gonna give a million dollars because. I know that God's going to give me a million dollars worth of, of, of his blessing. No, 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 no. You give because it's there, because it belongs to God anyway. See, and that's something else we have to understand and to know, that we are stewards, stewards. We own nothing. And when we get that in our mind that we own nothing, that is all ours anyway, because this is a family thing, family business. Yes, and when it's a family business, it's like, well, when Jesus passed, we got the inheritance, but Jesus is still alive, and we're still here in the inheritance of the kingdom. We're in the kingdom, and God has put so much into us, and he given us so much, and he, he wants us to have this love. He wants us to have all His things, and it said to know the love of Christ passes all knowledge, that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that we can ask to think, ah, according to the power that is working within us. See, God doesn't need your 10%. He doesn't need your Five percent, a hundred percent, or anything. He just wants your love. He wants you to do his will. He wants you to love each other. He wants you to be helpers of one another. See, you could give like ten percent, and that's oh well. Uh, I have a hundred dollars, and uh, and I'm gonna give ten dollars, and that's it. Now, supposing there was a need for another twenty dollars. Suppose there was a need for somebody that needed uh, $5 and it brought you all the way down to $40 left. It's $60 worth of need out there and you didn't have, your bills are all paid up, everything is all squared away with you and there's a need and you say, well, I have given my $10. Uh, what more do you want? Now you have an arrogant attitude. So what the Lord is saying now is that, did you propose in your mind just to say, I'm going to give this $10, but I know that I got uh, $90 left. This is how much I propose in my mind. Are you, you have given sparingly, and you expect for God to bless you with an abundance of things? No. You might get blessed sparingly, and it might. It was all the things your attitude. If your attitude is messed up and crooked and cross eyed you might not get nothing. So therefore, that's why we have to really think about these things and understand what the scripture is, understand what the value of God is. He is so wonderful. And to let us to do these things, see? So therefore, it's not just about your old-fashioned tithing, but it says bring it into the storehouse that it be meat plenty." It's for the value of the fulfillment of the needs of the people. There was a scripture in First John that said, if you see a brother or sister in need, and you just said, oh, be warm, be filled, and go on about your business, you haven't done that thing. You, you have neglected what God has put you here for. Or either if you know that you should help somebody. It's like I it was saying with the $100, and you say, well, I, give, I, I, I gave my $10 for tithing, and uh, here's another $5 for offerings, so or $15, you know what I mean? But now, here is somebody in need, and you know that you can help them, and you should help them. That is what's doing right. And it says in the scripture that if you know to do right and you don't do it, it is called sin. So, therefore... We're always going to understand and to know what sin is, and the wages of sin, the penalty of sin, is death. So how do we expect to go into the kingdom of God, or into the righteousness of God, or even into eternal life with God, and we're need even sin and not even being conscious of it? That's what we're trying to do this day at all times. Bring it to our attention, your attention, my attention, to help us to be helpers of one another, to be there for each other, to please the Almighty God, our Father Jehovah, the Great I Am. Please Him to do His will, because He also said that if you don't do these things, then bottom line is. He don't know you. And we want God to know us, to have the fullness, the fullness of Christ in us, the fullness of God through Jesus Christ so that we'll come to know him. And then also, and backed up in Luke 11, it says, 1144, 42, it said, I unto you Pharisees, for you meant rue and all manners of herbs, and you pass over judgment. And the love of God. Lord have mercy. You pass over judgment. There's no uh, judgment in your life. People are getting messed over. You're, you're not praying for uh, justification. People are being justified. Are either we trying to justify evil are uh, people doing whatever they want to do, and you let them do these things all up in your presence and stuff, we look over that judgment and the love of God, and the love of God is to be able to do his will. In John 14 it says, if you love me, keep my word. And those who keep his word are those who love him and he know them. In 1 Corinthians uh, 8 and 3, those who love God know God and known by him. We have to have that love of God in our heart. And you don't love God until you do what he tells you to do through the word of God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Being purified by our obedience to the truth. In First Peter 1 and 22, 23, it tells us all these good things about purification of our heart by obedience and the deep love of, of the brethren. So let us come to love each other. Let us come to do the will of God so that we won't have to go through these changes. We don't have to go through this situation of worrying about whether or not we're going to give uh, the 10% or uh, the 20% or uh, nothing. And for another thing, too, even the Scripture said that, oh, nobody anything. So many times, we have run into situations we have gotten credit, and actually, we haven't trusted God, and we haven't put out our, our trust in everything else with the Lord, and we come to the Lord broke, disgusted, and busted. God knows this. And we, are we not praying to, uh, like, get this debt off of us? That should be in our prayer constantly. Release me from this debt. Help me to be free from this debt. These creditors. And God will help us. He will help us. So therefore, when we pray to be released from this creditors, these debts. And God is helping us. And he said, Owe oh, nobody anything. But yet still we owe too much. He said, Pay respect for those who uh Give respect to those who deserve respect. or to have uh, to get respect, right? In other words, pay them who payment is due. If you owe bills, you owe the bills. If you really, really, really look at the scripture, if you really, really hold fast to the scripture, you'll find out that if you have like a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and you're only making twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year, actually. You are an indentured slave, S-L-A-V-E, because the money that you make is not yours. It belongs to somebody else. You owe people. You owe situations. All the debt that you have, you owe to somebody. So, therefore, if you've got nothing of your own, you're just a slave. And that slave, you get the clothes, you get the food, and you might be able to uh, have a housing over your head. But all of that money, that is extra. It's not extra. It owes to somebody, and you have to pay here, 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 and here, pinch by pinch by pinch, little by little by little. It's not yours. So, therefore, how are you going to get out of debt? You have to maneuver. You have to pray over it. You have to speak over it. The faith. To get out of those debts, let's come to hold fast to the faith. And then we we hear so much. About how somebody says that, well, whatever you do, give your 10% anyway. It's not yours. How are you going to give something that's not yours? But they say, well, you know, God has prepared this, that, this. God gave you a job. That's God's working in your behalf already so that you wouldn't be totally, completely destitute. We have to understand these things and to know them. But then the Lord will pull back and give you some ideas of what to do. Like he said, he just might let you pay off little by little a little, however. He might let you invest some of that money so that you could make more, but he did not let you invest or not let you make extra money to go out and party, to go out. And do other things with. You are still an indentured slave. You are a slave to debt. We have to understand that. And as long as you're a slave to debt, pray unto the Lord. Come into the Lord Jesus Christ, and He will help you to get free of that debt. So therefore, then, then, as you have prospered, then your first fruit, then you can give. But don't put it in your mind, in your heart, that, oh, I tithe already, so therefore I don't, I'm not obligated. You're not obligated anyway. God gave us a free will. So what is happening is that he's testing your heart. Man, look at the outer appearance, but God looking at your heart. And your heart is not in love. Your heart is not in the will and the way of the Lord. And your heart. Is evil and doing things that is combined to evil because he also says that we love darkness more than light because light has come into the world. So therefore therefore, as we continue to do those things, continue to love God, to be obedient to him, and he will help us little by little. Below, yes, because as we said before, that well, since you pay a pen, that's another thing too that we have to come into our mind. You don't pay God. You cannot pay God anything. You have to give, and as you give, as the scripture says, "Given, He will be given back unto you." Good measures pressed down. Taken together with been put into your bosom? Yes. So giving is good. God loves a cheerful giver, and it's better to give than to receive. So let giving be a part of your life. Let giving be a lifestyle. Let giving be a way of life. Let like thanksgiving, thanksgiving, giving thanks in all things. Giving a sacrifice of praise to God the Father and your praises unto Him. See, Scripture said that we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. So we all have to see things. So let us hope for something. Hope that everything's gonna be alright. Let us hope for our fellow man, that word hope, because we should have hope in our hearts each and every day. Hope for something that we don't see, a better day, a new way. And Jesus came to be the new high priest. And as a new high priest, we'll see, especially in the book of Hebrews, that since there's a change. In the priesthood, there's necessary change in the law. So don't get upset. Don't get upset when somebody tells you, oh, I don't tithe, but I do yield. Then accept it. And just like uh, we run into so many situations, so many problems about uh, the Great Commission, when the Lord Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Baptize those. If they receive and baptize, then they are saved. And then it said, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Or either, just baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus. Period. So we don't get all upset. Oh, well, uh, we have to do this this way, that way. Well, what does the Lord say? You can do it either way. It's still good. That's the important thing. As long as it's good, it's good. And as long as it's acceptable, it is good. Because it's coming from the Father above it coming from him and through Jesus Christ our Lord. It has to become it has to be done through Jesus Christ. And since Jesus is the intercessor, he is the mediator. So therefore, let's not put him aside and throw him away. Embrace him because he has embraced us so much. And let the Lord embrace us even the more and show us the truth and show us the way to eternal life. And he will, if you have the faith to believe in him and be obedient to his word. So let's not get bogged down with all of this charismatic, all this uh, unnecessary jargon about what's this and what's that. Just do what the Lord tells us to do. Give, and give from your heart. Give generously. You know, as the, as the word say, if you sow sparingly, uh, you're going to reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you're going to reap a bounty. So let us sow within, in our heart that it's a blessing. Let us sow in our heart that we're going to receive a blessing. But not just, so, just because of getting a blessing, but so because that the concern, so because of a need and a love. Let everything we do be done in love, even our giving, our tithing, our sowing, sowing into the ministry, sowing into somebody's life, Sowing until the storehouse. Sowing. And then we can reap that harvest. We can reap it. Because God is with us. And God is with us. Who can be against us? So let us come to understand the value of our tithing. The law of grace. How about together? Because even Just like what the scripture says, talking about the Pharisees and calling them hypocrites and and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Is that you have omitted the more important things of the law justice, love of God, mercy, and faith. These things that you ought to have done without. The other being undone. So, tithing is okay. Tithing is good. But don't forget the most important thing judgment, mercy, and faith. Don't forget the goodness of the Lord in this. Don't forget, you know, that God loves us so much. he wants us to have a good life. And please don't forget the love of God. Ah, now, and to receive the praises and have praises unto him. So when we uh, read the Old Testament scriptures, is it said, will man rob God? No, because if you love, you don't rob. Ah, that's the fulfillment of the law. Love does no harm to a brother or sister. So we can just throw that one out the door. We ain't going to rob God. But to give. To give. And we give as we have made up in our mind to give. And another reason why we bring this scripture, and um, I can't really put my finger on it right now, but most of you know about the, the couple that had some property. And... They told the the man of God that they want to sell some property. They want to bring it to the church. They're going to lay the money at the prophet, at the uh, the man of God's feet. Uh, Peter was at was the man of God at the time, and therefore they sold the property. Okay, good, beautiful, but what happened is that they brought some money there, and they laid it at. At the prophet's feet, at the man's feet. So the man of God said, why have you lied to the Holy Spirit? Is this what you got? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what we, this is what we got. They lied because they had gotten extra money. The had brought them more money than they had thought about getting. Now, the scripture says that, oh, by the way, when they admitted that, they had, that this was the money that they Had gotten, the man dropped dead. (laughs) He said, "They getting ready to come and bury you, brother. You know what I mean?" And bam, he died. So the wife came in. Uh, how much money did you did you you guys get from the property? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, That was right. That was right. Yep. He said, "By the way, you get ready to come and bury you right next to your husband." What? Bam, on the floor, dead. So what the scripture was saying that. When they had the property, it was theirs. When they got the money, it was theirs. See, God don't want no B oh, I almost said that word. He don't want no junk. No BS from nobody. Don't lie to God. Don't lie to the Holy Spirit. Now see, if the brother had it, came and said, Hey, look here, man of God, guess what? The property I will tell you about, uh, it brought in extra money and uh and I had promised you that I would get you a percentage of so much money out of it, but I changed my mind. Hey, I changed my mind. It was his. hey God would have accepted it. Or either the man would have said that, look here. I got so much money from the property. But then that was a vineyard not too far from there that it would have it would brought me A good psalm, if I worked that vineyard and worked it right, the productivity of the vineyard would overshadow more than what this property would be. God would have honored that, yes, 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 because God loves people with mentality and with an investment spirit. God don't want you sitting around doing nothing. He wants you to open up that wisdom, that mind, and he would help you go through it. He would help you increase. Increase, increase. That is what God's all about. He's a multiplier. Yes. See, but the man was jiving. The man was greedy. The man, oh, well, uh, here, 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 here's what I I, I said. Well, here, here's something for the property, you know what I mean? Knowing that the property brought him more money so that he could now take his wife on a little uh, vacation, uh, to a, a trip or something down to, uh, uh, what's what that, what, Club Med or somewhere? No. You don't play with God like that. You said you're going to bring in the money from the property. But be upfront with God. Be upfront. Just like with advertising. You cannot tithe, uh, give unto the church, and you have to go out and borrow some money. Oh, oh, oh brother brother Sam, Brother John, uh, can I can I have about twenty dollars something so I can put in the church today? If you don't have it, you don't have it. And if they if you in a church there they feel that you can't you don't have the money to put in the church and they're gonna throw you out of the church, you should run from that church. That's almost as bad as somebody uh in a domestic balanced relationship. If anybody that is, don't have the love of Christ in them to the fact that that they will get on you because you don't have money uh, to put in the church. And you know that you've done your best. You know that you have not squandered. You know that you have not misused a dime of that money from your last income or pay or whatever. If you're in a place like that, you're not serving Lord Jesus Christ, now tell him I said so. And I speak from my voice. And God will speak from his voice. If what I'm right or wrong, this is what I believe. Because, hey, no way, no way through all of my study and the scripture reading where God will let you come into a place that a demonic feel like that So let us come to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ, embrace the way of God. So therefore, whether or not it's under the law or grace, do how you have made it up your mind to do and how you are fulfilling the word of God and then how you do the will of God. And as you do the will of God, Make for sure that it is the love of God and the love for God and the love for your brothers and sisters in your heart that you do these things unto the Lord. And when you do it unto the Lord, you will be blessed. And you will be blessed more, more than you ever thought about being blessed. Yes, because the Lord is good and he got it. He got it like that. Ah! He's still got it like that. And let's come to know the love of Christ, uh, which passes all knowledge. Ah, hallelujah. (laughs) Yes. So since we are in the Spirit, and the Spirit helps us in our infirmities, because sometimes we don't even know what to do or how to pray or what's going on. But the Spirit will help us, and he help us to pray, and help us to say things, and help us to do things. And let that hope be in us, and the love of God, and let us glorify God in our giving, in our generosity of giving. And then, he said, he will supply all things and abound to every good work. So, therefore, my brothers and sisters, let us come to abound in the work of the Lord and the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let's stop memorizing and complaining and going through all these changes of knowing. Now we know. Check the scriptures. You got them right there. We got them. But then again, right before we leave, I must tell you this one thing, and I hope that you don't uh, throw tomatoes at your TV or your computer or take the computer and smash it on the floor, because there's some things that, that the Lord has put even in Scripture from a long time ago, even from the beginning, about tithing, because we always make make a thing that, well, that tithing is that uh, sacrifice, which it is. It's a sacrifice. But we try to make it sound like it is so out there in left field, third field, however, way up in the sky, that don't touch it. It's like, oh, uh, uh, wow, I say, it's like the hope diamond. It's so out of our hands like that you can't even look at it for other reason, Don't touch it. But then again, it's like it was made for us. God put it there for us to use. But don't be up there talking about I'm hungry and I need, I need some food when you know that you can get it. Other than that, it's for those people who really need it. It's for the church, family. If you want to have a banquet or something, we shouldn't have to uh, do this, do that. We should go into the tithe and, and, and give a banquet, feast on it, love on it, and that's what the Lord is telling us to do yet, yet, yet. But then again, there's a little something I'm going to lay on you. And like I say, don't get upset. Don't get mad. Just uh, take a chill pill. And I, if we want to take an aspirin or something, you'll get over it. And you'll get over it soon and soon enough, right? If you go to Deuteronomy, this is in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy is one of the first few books uh, of the Bible under the law. Deuteronomy is a part of the establishment of the law. Okay. Because we have all of those things like uh, the law would do this and do that and don't eat this, don't eat that, and don't say this and don't say that, yada, 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 and all that other good stuff. Okay, good. Beautiful. No problem. So now in Deuteronomy fourteen and I want you to look at this scripture real real good without embarrassment, without hatred, look at it in love as coming from our Lord Jesus Christ as coming from the Father of all grace. Deuteronomy fourteen and twenty four. If you talking about the tithing part of it, after you're talking about don't do this and don't eat this and don't eat that and what's bad for you, what's good for you, then you get on the tithe, yes. Bring in the whole tithe. And if you had a blessed year that day, a year, but God has put in place for places to receive your tithes. Yes, he did. If you read the scriptures, you know that there were certain places where God established uh, to receive your tithes. Now, in this scripture, it says that if the way is too far, if the way is too far from you, for you, that where you are, (laughs) hallelujah, oh, I'm loving this, I'm loving this, because some people out there are so bent out of shape and so messed up that they can't receive anything but what they've received, all of the tradition, all of the stuff from a long time ago, and that's the only way they have, uh, know. Because when you read this one, then you'll say, "No, that's not God. It is God, because God is so good and so loving." But what He's trying to, what God is telling us, is that don't get ah. Uh, in the old days, we said. Ah, don't get your girdle all bent out of shape, all right? Now, and it is says that if the way is too far for you to go take your tithes. now you got your your sheep, your wool, you got your uh, your crop, you got your cattle, your camel, all this stuff, you're ready for the tithes? The first slump, and then you had a beautiful year that year. Good. Now, what the scripture says that if it's too far where you are, turn your tithe into money. Money. It specifically says money. And I'm looking at the King James Version. Money. Turn it into money and hold it into your hand. Now, it says that go get what you feel like getting, go get what you desire. If you want to get clothes, if you want to go buy a pair of oxen, a bullock, or however you want to call it back in those days, or whatever, or if you want to go buy some wine, and the Bible says, a strong drink. So if you want a Manhattan, a Cuba Libra, or some rum and coke, you can do it, and drink it there before the Lord. And don't forget, Ah, the Levite in your gates. In other words, the Lord has told us that take the tithes, turn it into money, and enjoy yourself. You worked for it. You deserved it. But please understand these things. Don't let the devil tell you the whole bunch of garbage because the devil can tell you some things that sound so good. And God didn't have nothing to do with it. But God just has something, everything to do with what I'm just telling you right now. And that's Deuteronomy 1424. Read it. Study it. Look at it. Don't get mad with it. You don't have to go out and get crazy. Well, God told me I can, I can have a scotch of water. Yes, he did. And you can do it. It's before the Lord and your household. You're praising in God. Hallelujah. And having a good time. And don't neglect the Levite in your area. The Levite represents a spiritual leader. So, your pastor, uh, the church uh, leaders hey, bring them in. Fix your food, enjoy, have some drinks, but don't get drunk. Because that's the thing in the Old Testament. And they did get drunk in the Old Testament. So don't even play me like that. They got drunk. But they act a fool. That's what the Lord is telling them to do. Even in, in, uh, in other scriptures about the works of the flesh. Don't get drunk so that your mind would be all warped out and everything. Have a cup of drinks. You can't hold it. Leave it alone. If you can't if you're ashamed that you can't drink before the Lord, leave it alone. If you can drink and you think you're gonna be uh thinking about Salome and Susie over there, leave it alone. But if you can raise your hands up to the Lord and bless God and praise God. <laughs> With a beer in your hand, it's acceptable unto the Lord. It's in your heart. What's in your heart to do? So read it, study it, look at it, but then pray over it. Please do because we're going to need some prayers. But we actually need to go into our understanding of the nature and the truth of tithing. Law versus grace. Law condition with grace. Law and grace. Together we stand the helpers of one another. Let us come being helpers of one another. Let us come to be a cheerful giver. And let us come to give. And we'll be given back unto you good measures, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let us come to fill the storehouse so that we meet a plenty in the house. Let us come to give thanks unto the Almighty God for our Savior, Jesus Christ, who sacrificed on the cross and he rose for our redemption. And let us come to bless his holy name and come to love one another as he had taught us to love and be there for each other in our needs and in our distress. Let us come to give back unto the Lord. Don't, uh, even the Scripture tell us, don't give to those who can pay you back, but give to those who can't pay you back. We practice these things have a heart. No. So when that person out there say, uh, can you give me a dollar or whatever, think about it. Pray over it right quick. Ask the Lord. What should you do? Right there, right now. Because see, so many people are trying to play you because now that they think that you're in the Lord. Because so the devil is a disguiser of righteousness. Yes. And he would try to use you and trap you and mess over you so that you'd be disgusted and don't want to be bothered with nobody and come up with a whole bunch of game plans and stuff that is unnecessary. You can say no. It's your money in your pocket. But then if the Lord give you the wisdom and discernment to do as unto the Lord, then do please be a helper of one another and pray for the person. Ask them if they could pray for them. Ask them if they would mind for you to speak a word in their life or in their behalf. If they don't want you to speak a word in their behalf, you know they ain't want your money. They just want you. Yeah, they want your money so they can go do something crazy. So use the wisdom of God in all that we do. Be the giver and be a love. Be that love that God has put us of this earth to be, to be strong in the Lord and the power, His might, His growing grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Come to worship God in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. And God keep you. In Jesus' name. We ask you to get a chance to read the book. Deja Vu, Searching for True Love by Michael Jones. It may start off a little rough, but the end process it's like from lust to glory because it's the glory that counts. And that's what we're looking for at all times, the glory of true and living God. And we are the glory of God through Jesus Christ if we're in Christ and doing the will of God. You Christ Jesus our Lord, thank you. God bless you, and God keep you in Jesus' name. Amen, and amen. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by thirty percent in twenty twenty three. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.